Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Carolina Social Club. This is episode number 19. I am here. I'm Josh. I'm joined by B and Eddie. Hello, everybody. Back for the first time. Yep, yep. Uh, tonight, we're doing something a little different. We're kind of simulcasting on Twitch TV. Uh, so if we get a little disjointed and off topic because like somebody says something really cool in chat then like Spotify podcast listeners, we apologize. Uh, we're going to see how this goes, see if we like it. And if we do, we'll continue doing it on Saturdays around 9 PM at twitch.tv slash Carolina social club. Depending on how big we get people. Yeah. I got two words for you. All right. Bath water. That's right. It's going. That's right. Uh, we'll also start putting these up on YouTube um, and then also the, the typical ways that people have been listening so far. So we just wanted to give, you know, give other people a chance to like hear us live here before it's edited. Um, you know, usually I don't have to do a whole lot of ed- editing, but sometimes it just, it's how it works out. Uh, so no, hopefully, hopefully it's a fun time. Um, but yeah. Fat Patreon, Dosh. That's, that's right. I need that, need that come town money. Uh, don't we all dude? $90,000 a month they make. Um, I don't, I can't, couldn't even imagine. Could not even imagine that under any circumstance, but I'd probably get a better mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey guys, man. let me tell you about OnlyFans. <laughs> right. We're going to start putting toe pictures up there and stuff. Nobody's, nobody wants you yeah. right now. You know, I did, I did get a, I got a pedicure while I was in California. So you're still in the grace period, man. The honeymoon yeah, still- period. Still looking oh awesome. God, I forgot. Still looking all right. What? My man, my man over here with his avocado toast and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, all right, so we have all this flight drama, which is just standard bullshit travel stuff that doesn't really interest anybody. And we get into town. My sister uh and her husband pick us up and we go get some food. We'll pop it a place. I'm like, cool corned beef hash. I'll have that. First thing my mom orders when she gets into California is let me get that avocado toast. Like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How does uh what else does she get with her avocado toast? Like does I mean, she you get you get, you know, some some good artisanal bread and you get like an egg on top. You know, it's not I mean it it was good. Uh, was it was it, it was like well seasoned or was it white people seasoned? It was pretty well seasoned. That's good. Now oh, uh, uh the the my sister's husband would not allow things to be uh too terribly uh White people season. That's why I drank a lot of drinks that had tahini on the top. Uh, <laughs> so you have you have a good time in California? You know, I can't complain too much, but it it it's. I mean, I don't know if this is age or if it's just the time difference. This is the biggest time difference I've ever dealt with, or what? But like, I, it straight up took me a week just to feel human again afterwards. I get that. When I went to Europe, I was nasty as fuck. Like just just mean after yeah. getting after getting off the plane. But, you know, couldn't complain too much. I had a decent little spot to stay. It was right next to a TJ's. So, you know, I'd wake up and get free oatmeal. Nice. <laughs> so it's not not terrible. And, you know, the, one of the, the second thing we did after avocado toast was hit the dispensary and find uh, night-night gummies. So can't that's complain a, about that either. That's a beautiful thing, California. It, it was like an Apple store, man. Like, in my mind, I, I, I guess in my head, you know, being from where I'm from, you know, in Eastern Kentucky, as soon as like one thing is legal, everybody has a shop and they just start declining in like quality and yeah. seediness, you know, 
vaping became big and first it was like you know vape bars and places where you could you know go and buy artisanal juices and now they're like selling mm-hmm. vape juice out of the shell station that nobody goes to because there's been a murder there you know so, <laughs> so i assumed that like dispensaries would be like you know there's just one on every corner and then you know there's there's just like lose cut rate weed edibles but no every every dispensary I mean, we only went to two but both of them that we went to were like supremely professionally run uh very clean very you know tightly organized everyone was super knowledgeable it was i mean it was like going to the genius bar truthfully let me interject real quick. what part of cali exactly uh this was um i mean it's just outside of los angeles because everything's an hour from everything out there <laughs> um <laughs> We, we started asking if places were close or California close because it's nothing to, to them to just be like, oh, yeah, we just got to roll over to Anaheim. It's, you know, quick, you know, 80 minutes and just drive it. They're just uh, used to it, man. That, just, that was driving me nuts, though. It. It, it, it drove me nuts just being a passenger. But uh, so uh, we were in a place, uh, Corona, but we also spent time in uh, uh, Garden Grove and Anaheim proper. Nice. Because Anaheim proper is where the uh, uh, actual ceremony was. My mom smuggled the moonshine in, so so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she would. That just totally sounds like a your mom thing. Oh, absolutely. She, she found, uh, she emptied out uh, um, hand sanitizer bottles and filled them with moonshine and taped the caps shut and put them in her check bag. So good, good travel tip for any hillbillies going on flights. <laughs> That's so good. B, how are you doing? I know you're eating. So if you, if you can't unmute, if you just chew really fast. Bro, I am so deep into these. Ch- <laughs> dip dog, I can't even tell you. Like I'm listening to Eddie and I'm like, bro, just keep talking, man. Tell me in detail. Like what was, the, <laughs> what was the fucking pavement? Like, you know, oh, like, you know pavement was good. Uh, you know, I got a bon me sandwich. Uh, um, oh, bon me! I never had that before, actually. Oh man, you got bon to jump good. on a bon me at some point. It's it was pretty all right. Um, had you know ridiculously good sushi. Um, I sent some pictures of that into uh, the Discord just because. Oh yeah, please do. The seared tuna belly was like out of sight, crazy. But you know, I only ever. I only ever did Napa Valley whenever I was there. I'd like to do that someday. I mean, you know, I've been to I've been to Washington, I've been to Southern California. I'd kind of like to just kind of run the run the table, you know, either south, north, or north south. Uh, I'd like to take a train Man. trip out there. I train feel like that's pretty old school. Badass, yeah. I went to um, I went to Chateau Montalena and the Castello de Amoroso, and I got to tell you, man. You think you're the baddest whenever you buy that sparkling grape juice? Nah, dog. <laughs> they fucking make their own grape juice there. Like, they, they say they're a vineyard for wine and shit. Don't listen to them. Get that grape juice. That shit would change your fucking life. I've never Let's been to, to California. What's the furthest west you've been? Uh, <laughs> it's say Ashland. I mean Louisville, technically. Louisville, I guess. Okay, yeah, technically, yeah. That's that's. I, that's I mean, west. like it. It. I would say Chicago, but I only flew into O'Hare, and that so that doesn't count, right? Like, I mean, you were there. You were there. I count that. 
I've been to St. Paul because I had a connecting flight in St. Paul. It's about to be Idaho, though. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell nobody yet. Hold on. Uh, No, we're off. Yeah, we're good. Just just a little bit. Okay. Now, that's interesting you say that. You having been to Germany, right? Yeah. Is that that a situation where you would say you've just gone east? Or were you at the point where you can say you've gone west enough to say you went to Germany? (laughs) Uh. Because it's like the other side of the world, you know what I'm saying? No, you're not wrong. I went to Australia, and Australia is the furthest west I've ever been, I think. We flew east, so I, I would say, like, if we had, for some reason, I don't know why this would have ever happened, but if we had flown, like, west across the country and across, like, Russia and shit like that. <laughs> flown across the United States then maybe, and then over Mongolia and yeah, Russia. Yeah. Then, you know, may, maybe I would call that going west, but no, I think it's still going east. Uh, a brief 26-hour flight. Yeah. Hey, chat, anybody want to Google Earth this shit? That would be really appreciated right now. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know that that's necessarily an answer. Like, at what point do you... I don't know, man. I guess if you if you pass over the point that would be the direct opposite on the globe, if you dug through it cartoon style, then at that point you've gone in the opposite direction. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Instead of shit like Nicolas Cage, just say you went east and be like, that was as furthest west as anyone's ever been. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I went so west, I went east. He's had a great renaissance as of late, and I'm really here for it. I am too. He did an AMA today, and and uh, yeah, somebody, I was reading on it. So somebody asked him um, about like a, a John Travolta face-off question. It was pretty good. Actually, his answer on memes and gags was amazing. Every time I see him and he does any sort of interview, which which you know is is more and more prevalent. There's a lot more YouTube content now that you now when you promote something. You know, because yeah. if you got something to promote, then you're like you're going to be doing the Vanity Fair break down your most iconic roles. You're probably going to be doing like a <laughs> Wired autocomplete interview. Yeah, you know, you're going to be doing all this stuff that there just wasn't any space for in the era of Face Off because it just didn't fucking exist. And every time I've ever seen him on one of those, he's he's not cagey at all. Ha! Uh, he's you know very forthcoming and 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 you know he's not he's not crazy. I think he gets that he gets that rep because he's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. But, you know, one of the answers that he gave was about pig, which I still haven't seen, but everybody says is brilliant. And he said, you know, I wanted to do something that was a little bit more intimate, like a folk song or a poem rather than the sort of operatic kabuki performances I've been doing. And I was like, well, that's a really good way to describe what you do, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, you think about this more than anybody, but that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, Real I feel quick. like. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Stick to your to your cage in this. I was sir. gonna say I feel like Nick Cage should have had a career kind of like Keanu Reeves has had a career. I feel like he has though. Like I, I don't think that Nick Cage has. I mean, do you? I guess this is a this is a good question to post. Do you think that Nick Cage has done more shit movies than good ones? I like. I haven't seen a whole lot of Nick Cage movies aside from like the, you know, the super well-known ones, you know, like your face off and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, I, he's I don't done know. more shit movies than good ones. You think more shit than good? Yeah. Man. I think that about, I think that about a lot of people, there's only a very few that I think that have more good than shit. 
and that's just just by the the, the frequency with which they they work. Well, yeah. but, but, <clears throat> I mean, Nick Cage went through a lot of financial issues, and he was taking anything he could take for a long true. time. That's true. And um, but let me ask you this then: let's 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 let me let me pose a secondary question to that sub question. Um, a really good performance. You're you're say leaving Las Vegas is. Um, how many shit movies does that buy you? I don't think that buys you any shit movies. You don't think so? I think I think that gives you I think that gives you at least nah. a solid five to ten. You know, like are you saying like it. if you do a great movie, how many? Like you you're forgiven for a certain amount of shitty movies. I could see five to ten. I guess five to ten. I think seems like a good figure. See, I, I disagree because. Um, Hollywood and entertainment in general, in general, is all what have you done for me lately? It takes True. one bad album for everybody to be like, oh, this motherfucker sold out or he fell off or whatever else. So the same thing applies to the movies, in my opinion. You know, like all of a sudden, let's say, let's use Bruce Willis for an example. You know, he did Die Hard, he did, you know, Hudson Hawk, he did great movies, but then all of a sudden he's doing all these really shit movies. Well, I mean, what does that say? I'm I mean, I don't know what the fallout point is. I'm really, I'm really trying to like find out when when did things start going down for him. I don't know that it's Captain Corelli's mandolin, but I'm going to go ahead and blame it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to say, I want to point out that I asked, I asked the chat to Google Earth something because I thought we could use the chat for something beyond just being here. These motherfuckers just posted one like emoji. Here's the craziest thing for me. So he does Leaving Las Vegas, right? Universally acclaimed. It's a great performance. Um, his follow-up run to Leaving Las Vegas is one of the great weird follow-up runs to a quiet sort of depressing drama film. <laughs> because he does Leaving Las Vegas. Very next movie is The Rock, then Con Air, then Face Off, then City of Angels, then Snake Eyes, 8mm, and Bringing Out the Dead in a row. Like, he should have been the rails move. He should have been made after that. He is made though. I mean, that's the thing. I'm looking at it, and I mean, motherfucker's done at he least is, two movies a, a year, every year since like 1994. Like that's a pretty solid career, honestly. And some of these have been really good. I mean, some of them have been Astro <laughs> Boy, but some of them have been pretty good. <laughs> One of them yeah, was bad Lieutenant Porter like Call New Orleans. He smoked crack in it. It was amazing. <laughs> We're talking about like actors, like like how many good films like build good credit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, at what point do you say like fucking Ben Kingsley just does some dumb shit? Ben Kingsley just does some dumb shit. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> ben Kingsley, I think, is is definitely from the Michael Caine school where acting is not a, like an for him i really truly think he believes acting is a job like michael kane doesn't really see any art in acting anymore he doesn't need to you know probably hasn't for a while honestly mm-hmm. um you know i think i think there there's a line that i would like to call the walk and divide where <laughs> like it's no no one ever says christopher walken is not a good actor because Christopher Walken can act the shit out of stuff in a really idiosyncratic way, but you put him in the right place with the right script, he'll knock your socks off. But he also doesn't say no to anything. 
And as a result, it's a very diluted filmography. Ben Kingsley did Gandhi. Um, he was phenomenal in Sexy Beast. He's one of my very, very favorite performances in that movie. And then there's a whole bunch of the shit Love like Guru. Blood Rain. Blood Rain. The Love Guru. He wasn't a Love Guru. Oh, God. Oh, God. That I is such a terrible... Everyone, I speak the truth to everyone who's listening. Ben Kingsley in The Love Guru. That just... it. It it hurts a lot because <laughs> because I, I think I don't know that that's the worst movie that somebody who is you know a knight of the realm has been in, but it's got to be up there. Uh, no, because Patrick Stewart did the Emoji movie. Yeah, but Patrick Stewart just likes having money, and you know you said you said uh, out of all like the knights and shit, my man Patrick Stewart is knighted. He is. And he proceeded to be the poop emoji. Is that worse than the love guru? I don't know that it is. I haven't seen it. It but is I don't know that the it poop is. emoji. I, I, I got to say, like, Patrick Stewart's pretty Teflon, so it's hard to. Yeah, he's a Teflon dude. God, I, I'm, I'm sitting here now. I'm now I'm looking at, like, just out of nowhere, Ben Kingsley will just throw some weird shit in there for fun. He must have tax issues or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, because it's insane. He'll do, you know, uh, you know, he, he got like a number of roles out of Iron Man 3. Yeah. He's continually part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow with that. Um, you know, he played Hamid Karzai, but he was in Dragonheart 3, The Sorcerer's Curse. Now... <laughs> Of the movies that I don't think required a third part, Dragonheart's pretty high up. I don't think it required a second one, honestly. You know who else is like that? Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts has money problems, though. Legit. I can. I mean, I can see that because I saw him do a fucking like Gambit fan film. Oh god. <laughs> and I'm just like, is that is that seriously Eric Roberts right now? And the answer was yes. It, My it favorite- was. My favorite Eric Roberts story, right? Like, uh, this is probably about four years ago. He's supposed to do a license Comic Con. And uh, he pulls out. He sends him an email. I won't be able to make it. And so the organizers send an email to his management. They're like, hey, we're really sorry that you know Eric couldn't make it. We'd love to have him again next year. And the manager sent back, who said he wasn't going to make it? He'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and sure as shit, he was there. <laughs> Signing fucking, I don't know, dead or alive, eight by tens. God damn it, Eric Roberts. Why? Why were you in dead or alive? Why was anybody really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's he, he's he's one that's just like that to me. Eric Roberts is like that. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, people people who you know have capacity. Like Eric Roberts was really good in uh the Batman movie he was in. Yeah, he was. He was he was, he what was it, great. What does it say? That you don't even know the name of it. You just call it the Batman movie. I There's can't remember so which one. Batman There's been a billion and one. Okay. I think it was the <laughs> Dark Knight. Yeah. I think. I'm just saying, Eric Roberts was really great in that movie. That one Batman movie. In that one Batman movie, he was great in it. Yeah. And was, if you need, if it, listen, if anybody needs some help with that, just Google Eric Roberts plus <laughs> Batman and you'll figure it out from there. I'm you just need saying, to hold your hand. I figured that maybe. I don't know. Sounds like somebody's got to hold yours. Like you could just have Googled that. Somebody's got to hold mine. All right, fucking chicken boy, finish your fucking food. <laughs> I already have. Have you not noticed? I've not. Yeah. Now, now you're talking shit. No, I have noticed. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten my food. I've drank my drink. 
and now I'm ready to party. And now and now you're ready to fucking make fun of me. Though no, I it's not all about you, Eddie. Please let's move on. We got more important things to talk about, like Josh and his wonderful, wonderful situation. I'm sorry. It's true. Real, real quick, before we before we do that, I just oh. I just looked at Eric Roberts's IMDb page. Oh God, this sorry. guy has 664 credits as an actor. <clears throat> Damn, <laughs> that's a huge amount. Yeah, he did give us Emma Roberts too, so you know, there's that. Eric Roberts, man, Eric Roberts be looking rough. Eric Roberts is looking more and more like Scott Glenn every day. First off, um, and that's a nice niche reference that three and a half people are going to get. Uh, <laughs> was Eric Roberts ever in anything where like people were like, "Oh shit, did you see that? Did you see what Eric Roberts pulled off when he acted in this?" I don't think so. He was apparently in the second season of The Righteous Gemstones, which I have not watched yet. I have only. Oh yes, he is. Yes, he is as a pro wrestling promoter. And that's that track. So now you have to watch that. I, well, I mean, I listen. I love The Righteous Gemstones anyway, but you throw know. some Eric Roberts in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah, count me the fuck in, dude. Whatever. Qu- Eric Roberts qu- was in the Prophecy too. I quite literally live right beside the family that the gemstones are based on so and basically it's like a documentary when i see that show that's that's hilarious because i you know they film most of it in charleston so like i <sighs> but you know the the citadel mall is where they have the sears that they uh bought or whatever and yeah, it into bought the, for uh, baby billy's it's le- legitimately like that like it's got you know it just they just leave it like that because the sears how, has been gone forever how fucking so, good is walton goggins oh god dude so fucking good. I will watch pretty much anything that dude is in. Absolutely will 100% watch anything he's in. One of the greats. Yeah. Somebody who should be a lot more famous than he is, I think. No, nah, you know, I think he's right where he wants to be, and I think he's right where he needs to be. You know, he can he can pop into anything and immediately offer it a lot of gravitas, and he could take some real interesting choices. He does not at any stage have any ego about his performance. You know, it's whatever, whatever you need out of him. He's there for you. He's, he's, he's a gamer. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I love that dude. I will watch anything that, uh, that he's in for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I watched the shield pretty much just because he was in it. Like I had no desire to watch the shield, but I was like, you know, there's going to be some Walton Goggins in here. All right. I'll take the i I'll take the series out real fast. <laughs> take it for a spin. Yeah, uh, it blew my mind. Speaking of the Shield, when I, I was watching that that episode of the Lakers like mockumentary thing or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And your boy, my and, and Michael Shiklis is fucking Red Auerbach. <laughs> and it's a perfect. Casting. Yeah, he's so good. It's so fucking smart. Oh my god, that series is so good. I could talk about that for a long time because it is it is really it it hits this super good niche point for me with like historical drama. Plus, like, uh, political upheaval, plus um, the birth of fast break offense. So, <laughs> exactly, it's, it's hitting a lot of time era, for me. Dude. But we did, I mean, there is, there is really good news in one of our uh, long standing ongoing segments. Yeah. So, uh, the JB unemployment jamboree is down to just the B unemployment jamboree because I accepted a position. Nothing else makes me feel better than hearing that I am left alone there. Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry, dude. You're never alone. Like, You're I'm, never alone, bro. I'm here with you until, I mean, the end. Everybody knows it. 
Um, yeah, I, I accepted a position with a company in uh, in Idaho, which is where I kind of alluded to where I would be flying out in a couple of weeks. Um, I had been interviewing with them for since the end of February and uh, it was very slow. And then all of a sudden everything moved very quickly and I started on Monday. There he is. I mean, that's, that. it's really great news. I know you've, I mean, you both have had a lot of headaches with this process and it's, we've, we've talked about it at uh, extreme length um, because it's very, very frustrating, but it's, it's, it's good to get at least a little bit of a win, uh, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like it's going to be right up your alley and it seems like it's, you know, a good place. I've, I actually am I'm looking up right now, just seeing what are the, what's the regional cuisine you have to try while you're in Idaho, you know, what's, what are they known for? <laughs> so the funny thing about it is we were talking about California and how extreme it is. Uh-huh. I was talking to, I had a call with my, my new boss on Wednesday this week. And, uh, she was like getting my, my flight and travel set up for when I go up there. And she was like having trouble getting the return flight booked. And she was like, how do you feel about moving to Idaho? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't feel about moving to Idaho. I don't think about it. I don't feel about it. And she's like, that's probably good. All the uh, I, I, Boise is kind of popping off right now because all of the California Republicans are moving to, to Boise. There you go. And I was like, man, I heard that like. Idaho is one of the most racist states in the union. And she was like, yeah, that that sounds about right. And I was like, but I don't I mean, I don't have to worry about that because I'm white. But, you know. I just don't think I would fit well in a in a place like that. So I, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, when I when I look at food, I kind of do what I do. Um, uh, the the first off, I don't think key lime pie is a notable Idaho dish. <laughs> um, I, I'd argue that pretty quickly. Um but uh, they do have an ice cream potato, so try to try to knock one of those out while you're an out there. ice cream potato. Okay, I, Idaho classic dessert. Isn't it literally just potatoes up there anyway? Pretty much, yeah. I think. I mean, the first thing is is called finger steaks, and I'm pretty sure it's just potatoes. It's just fries, but thicker. <laughs> oh boy, ice cream potato. Ice cream okay. potato. You know, the, the first thing I think of when I'm eating a nice. Uh, baked potato is uh slap some ice cream in that some bitch yeah i mean sounds about right to me sour cream chives fuck out of here <laughs> i want ice cream on mine i've given up the dish oh i see okay so they it's just vanilla ice cream that's formed into potato shape and then they coat it with cocoa powder okay Oh well, that's bullshit. It was way funnier when it was a potato with a yeah, fucking slab just, of ice cream. I mean, on. it's just vanilla ice cream. Like, what the fuck, Idaho? So you just put it in the shape of a potato, which is really just sort of ovoid anyway. It's not like it's a <laughs> difficult shape. It's like an ice cream pyramid. <laughs> oh man, we do it different here. How different? Ah, eh, you know, we, it sort of looks like a potato. Jesus Christ. Shit, dude. But congratulations. I mean, 100%. We we like to joke a lot uh, in the uh, unemployment jamboree segments, I think mostly because you'll have to keep from crying sometimes. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's good. It's good to get some movement. Yeah. Um, I, like, it, it's been a, a big relief for me because, like, 
I, you know, I've been okay money wise for the, you know, the duration or whatever, but once you start to see the, the balance go down and not go up, it's, it's always a little stressful. And uh, yeah, it's, I feel for people that are in the job search right now because like it is like a pretty hot candidate market or whatever. But fuck, man, because it's hot in the candidate market, that means everybody's going for everything. And like, and B is in such a specialized field that it just, it's just rough. And I get that. So. Well, hey, congratulations, man. Glad I, you. Uh, I appreciate it. Glad you're making more money than before and, and glad that uh, you can say a big F you to anybody who was like bringing you down that is that is nice a nice thing um i will say i i had in my head written like the glass door review for my for my old employer and uh it's it'd be really it's really really tough not to go on there and do that but like they got references from my last boss and my hr guy so i i can't like I don't know. I, I I don't. I feel like I would feel pretty bad to go and do that. Well, yeah. Me. What about you? Any news from your jamboree? Uh, this is not about me today. All right. I'm. I mean, I'm good. I. I. I am sure I will be blowing people up in idaho while i want to have the opportunity i was i showed you guys my meeting schedule for next week and it's just nuts yeah it's out of pocket that's 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 gonna be it's it's a lot of meeting stuff uh i found out um it's a lot of yeah it's a lot of we need to talk to these people about this i need to talk to these people about this and we need to talk 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 yeah well i mean i guess that's that's the beauty and the, the curse or, or whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, glad, to, glad to start. Glad to glad to be moving forward. I, you know, it's been hard not to just get started working because I have ideas and I want to use, I want to use my ideas, but I've been, I was told three times in my call on Wednesday, not to just go ahead and start working. So I, I want to, I want to try and listen as, as much as possible, which is going to like, Low Kelly's mind because I'm not I'm not a very great listener all, all the time, but yeah. No, and, and I'm sure you're kind of somebody who uh yeah, you have to have action. Yeah, I am. I I was I told my dad that it's uh it kind of blows my mind if you'd because if you'd asked me five years ago if I would be okay just like sitting at home, money's okay not working i would have been like fuck yeah that sounds like the dream right and you know me today is like i'm just spinning my wheels i don't know what day it is like i need to get back to work and be and be busy again yeah yeah i get it but yeah that's all i got how's your how's your stuff going i know you're kind of you've pretty much settled into your new spot right Eh, I mean, yeah, pretty much so. I mean, there's there's a, a lot going on right now, which is causing it to be um, more busy and stressful than it normally will be. But that's just 
that's just part and parcel, you know, Yeah. companies go and, and they decide they want to have big projects and those big projects uh, reverberate. So that's just uh, something I'm dealing with. Not, uh, not angry about it, but you know, it's going pretty decent. Can't complain right now. The one thing that I noticed whenever I started doing more of that stuff at my last job is that it's really easy to let those kinds of things overwhelm you. And you have to like, like for me, I have to really keep it organized. Otherwise I'll just, I'll look at everything. Like I, I told you guys in discord earlier today that I was like kind of manic because I'm trying to do a whole bunch of stuff, you know, in a day and like, it's just, it's just rough. You just gotta, just gotta like stay on top of it and keep reminding yourself that there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing. And, and I've been, you know, the freedom of, of being on salary and kind of being left to my own devices has been that, you know, if, two o'clock rolls around and I'm like, man, you know what I could use is like an hour of not this. Then I'll just yeah. take an hour of not that. <laughs> and instead I'll just like work, you know, from like three to six as opposed to five, you know, or I'll go, you know, man, I just, I've, I've done everything I can. My head's fried. I still have work to do. I'll just wake up and do some more tomorrow. Like I did that today. Yesterday I just hit a point where I was, I was done with having to deal with what I had to deal with. And then, you know, I woke up this morning and I said, you know, I got about an hour or a half before I have to do anything. Let's knock out some of this. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I know that like your stuff is going well and you're looking forward to it. And more than anything else, I'm looking forward to, to be landing something because he, he deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. It's fucking criminal i went on my rant okay about this okay we don't need to go off and off on about me here we're not talking about me it's not about me today okay I mean, you're, I, you're, listen you're, i'm you're done talking about this me. podcast yeah it's about you at some point bro it's not nah, nah, it doesn't have to be okay I've, I've, i let you guys talk for like an hour and a half about walton goggins i didn't say a word <laughs> an hour and a, right. well then how about i talk about our topic for the evening how about that that sounds good to me okay so when I thought about what we could talk about, one of the things I was really excited to talk about because I felt like it could lead to some pretty interesting discussions about the nature of art versus artist is who are your problematic faves? Who are the artists, people, comedians, musicians, actors um, who are problematic for one reason or another, but you can't help but enjoy what they do? You want to lead us off since this is your your topic, baby? baby? Yeah, I got I got you know a couple that I kind of jump on to when I think about that. Okay, uh, and by a couple, I mean there are two that I've brought to the table. <laughs> I I wouldn't really know say this is my baby per se. It's just I feel um, it's <clears throat> really fun to to think about you know who you can't you know you, you can't enjoy because there's this little bit of uh tempered like issue that you have or the issue that other people have like the most famous one off the top of my head just immediately is like r kelly you know um that's that's a problematic one for sure yep and and it's is it is it hard for you guys and and not even thinking about examples here but is it hard for you to look at these problematic people and not see the issues and just try to enjoy the craft that they made. It is difficult. Absolutely. I think that for me, it's a, 
anytime, anytime I choose to engage or if I have myself an internal discussion about, am I going to engage with this person's work? I have to figure out, you know, where my comfort level is. I think for me, it kind of depends on the context. Like if, if somebody has done something so heinous that like it has completely destroyed you know, their reputation, who they are and, and that kind of thing. Like an example of this would be Chris Benoit um, who murdered his wife and son in 2007. And he was like one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet, but I can't watch anything that he's in anymore. And when, yeah. And one of my personal faves. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I find it very interesting when I look at who's been effectively canceled because of the things that they've done. Um, that are bad enough to be canceled and, and what they've done with their career since then, or, you know, kind of just what their legacy has become. Um, R. Kelly, God, it, it took what? It took 20 plus years for him to get shut down. Yeah. Um, nobody shut him down when he married a 15-year-old girl. You know, nobody shut him down when he peed on a girl. Like, And there's videotapes about it. Like... You didn't get shut down. Homie just made a gospel album and then everybody listened to it and everybody's like, yeah, that's R. Kelly right there. Who did he pee on? He probably right. It's fine. Right. You know, and, and that higher episode of the boondocks about it. <laughs> yeah. An entire episode of the boondocks about it. And that's the truth. Um, another really bad one. And these are the ones that I've contended with the most, not with myself, but like with the people around me. Um, Cause you know, teaching and all that stuff but you know, chris brown yeah when you oh, when you started talking about horrendous. r kelly i like chris brown is also who popped in my head horrendous. i don't understand the hype around him for the record i'll, I'll point that like, I, I don't understand why people defend him so much and i also don't understand why like like i get it he can he can sing really well and he can dance really well like you know there's 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 a lot of, about him that i i in the abstract, I understand why people enjoy it, but I've never, never heard a Chris Brown song and be like, "Oh, fuck." Well, no. in fairness, I think we can look at your picture up there and, and tell you're not exactly Chris <laughs> Brown's clientele. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's not incorrect, I suppose. I'm not Chris Brown's clientele, but I'm also not a unworldly man, you know. No, but just because you're worldly doesn't mean you know the whole world. You know, you're into the whole world. That's true. I mean, but the thing is, I get get somebody having a sort of gymnastics thing when it comes to R. Kelly far more than I understand Chris Brown. Because, okay, okay, let me, let me throw this at you. Michael Jackson, you know, with like all the all the kids stuff and and all that that was, I mean, not, you know, never proven or or whatever. And and like, I I love Michael Jackson's music. I'm not gonna lie, like he is definitely one of my favorite artists. Anytime there's an old Jackson Five song or you know a newer Michael Jackson song, I'll listen to it all the way through. It doesn't doesn't even phase me. But there are people, you know, who who won't because of all the the allegations and whatever. I want to point out casually, everybody, that when I said Chris Brown, the chat dropped by one person. When Josh said Michael Jackson, somebody else. <laughs> I don't I know mean, who we're offending, and I apologize for that. But uh, 
so I, know, I, I think, I th- and, and, and I, and I truly think that this is probably the case, but <clears> I do think that it's probably a lot easier for people with Michael Jackson because he's dead. I think you're probably right. Kelly was no longer with us and nothing had been proven and he had never been arrested. Then I don't think it would be even a debate for a lot of people. I think it'd be a footnote, you know? Yeah. But I think that changes. And and I do believe that that changes the relationship with it. I think that leads to retrospective view of it. And that can kind of change how you want to view artistry versus uh, fuckery, I guess is the best way to put it. (laughs) Well, think about think about this, too, because like if you if you go back in time when culture and society was different, somebody like Freddie Mercury would be considered a problematic fave. So you're asking me if I remember the time. Yeah, I'm still on Chris Brown right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I felt like I did not get to say the shit that I wanted to do it, man. Let's let's go for it. It's it's bugging the shit out of me because my man is a terrible piece of shit human being. But no, he is. Go check his record sales. I don't want you know to. I, that'll make me mad. I know it. I know it's going to piss me off if I do he's, that. He's massive. Yeah. I mean, he hits, he hits platinum with he does. everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the thing is, is, you know, we, we are not that audience, but um, there are plenty of girls that were like, I wish you would hit me, you know? That's because <sighs> his thing. Look at him. Look at him and be real. Look at him and be real honest with yourself. Besides the fact that he decided to dye his hair and look like a fucking idiot, otherwise, he's a handsome guy, and he could dance, and he decently sing enough. Like people were going to rally behind him. He was never going to not have that. R. Kelly was the same way. He was a handsome guy. He was built back in the day, and he could sing, and he he did the sexy stuff, and that got everybody going. Michael Jackson is, you know, stuff. I mean, R. Kelly crossed a lot of boundaries. I get that. Yeah, but it's not it's not where I'm going. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, You know, and Michael Jackson, you know, his own controversies and aside, um, they were slightly different. There are no videotapes of Michael Jackson having an eight year old touch his penis. Right. You know, and there's no there's no images of like a 10 year old kid post Michael Jackson love affair. Like there's no evidence to that stuff. So it's hard to, to place him in there, but he is very problematic for a lot of people, you know, for, for those same kind of reasons. Um, we we're talking about these big names, you know, uh, Chris Benoit being a murderer and stuff like that. What about the ones that are political? Not the ones that have crimes behind them. You're talking like the polit- your political, like somebody who your political problematic favor, somebody who is problematic or canceled, quote unquote, due to politics. Nah, um, we're all relatively progressive here, yeah. right? So I would, I would say so. I, I feel like everybody here in this room or in this in this discussion now has seen at least one James Woods movie and enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. Not even not him being the the main star but like he's good at what he does yeah absolutely. Yeah, and he's big, just like gone off the deep end nuts yeah big human on guy oh he's, he's a big he's a big crazy and you know i i will say that acting for me looks a little bit different though because a great majority of actors they've already been fucking paid i see the movie on streaming i rent the movie i buy the movie they're not seeing a dime realistically Music, you're still kind of financially supporting the artist, although these days far less than they probably 
Yeah. I say a lot of these guys get up front and before they get any residuals. So they're paid before you even touch a song of theirs, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, these actors, it really depends on the actor and, and the gig they're landing. Well, I mean, no. Jack Nicholson is one of the reasons that actors don't get a whole lot of lucrative back end anymore because he made a Denver mint off the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. You could so, even ex- even you could expand this beyond like just artists or people in like entertainment fields or whatever. And like Chick Fil A is something that problematic pe- fave for a lot of people. Sure, yeah, that people love. Like, and I'm and I'm one of them. Like, I love Chick Fil A, and I recognize that like the people behind Chick Fil A are fucking terrible. And I justify it to myself by saying, like, I donate to, you know, donate and champion LGBTQ plus groups all over the place. That's that's how I'm like, I can feel okay about enjoying the Lord's chicken. But yeah, that's that's a problem. That's a problematic fave, too. Yeah. One of mine that I brought to the table was uh, and I'm going to I'm going to absolutely murder this name. And I know I'm going to murder this name. And it hurts me that I'm going to murder his name, but the author and illustrator of the Tin Tin books, Herge, I think is how it's pronounced. Okay. Out now, racist as fuck. And like, not even like coy racism, like full on, you know, real, real offensive shit. And, you know, the problem is that Tin Tin in general, like as a, as a whole, series of books and media and everything is fucking awesome but some of the portrayals and some especially in the early stuff is real fascistic i i mean i can see that if it makes you feel any better his herge was just his pen name his real name is george does that help you at all <laughs> i mean it, it it does although it's that weird french george with the s at the end i don't or, or i don't call him that what we're calling him george or george's i'm not dealing with any of that other shit his George, middle name is Prosper. George. George Remy. George Prosper Remy. George Prosper. Oh, no, I'm not doing it. I have written many books about a boy with no pupils, just black dots. I have written. Just like the soul of all these progressives out there. I've written. No, I, I hate the Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he truly <laughs> does. Early on, early on. And you can say, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and then there's at a certain point you have to look at, you know, there's there's a certain level of where do you make the cutoff for historical? You know, dude was born in 1907. Sure. Not in a progressive time frame, we'd right. say, under any circumstance. But, you know, that's that's a it's something you have to contend with. I certainly think it's easier, like you said, to like consume somebody's media or artwork or whatever if if they're dead and a lot of time has passed. Yeah, like that being said, you'll never see me read mind comp for anything like that. But, you know, everyone's problematic fave for the historical accurate for the historical, the historicity of it. Like it's a decent book. I mean, in all fairness, the historicity. I I mean, it it may be. It's just one of those. It's one of those things like you, you if you read about the times, everybody references it. You're like, let me look into the mind of a. um a failed artist and just see what happens you know yeah i don't know who wrote that i'm sure i'm sure he did fine but it's a really good book to help you understand where what happens when you don't pass art school (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know this guys mein kampf is german for my struggle and this is all about his struggle 
school after he got out of art school he didn't make it anywhere this is all that book is about just so you guys know everyone who's listening pick the book up it's okay as an aside if you google any of his paintings he's dog shit <laughs> yeah no he he deserved to fail not even half good shitty perspective just terrible i mean he did he did better paintings than i could do probably um but like no they they were he was never going to be an artist no 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 fuck him you hear that adolf <laughs> yeah fuck you bitch fuck your paintings <laughs> bitch your paintings suck <laughs> There was an episode of uh, I don't. It might have been Justified, where yeah, it, was one of the first, it was the first episode. Was it the first episode where the guy was like a, a Hitler painting collector? Yeah, Robert Picardo, and uh, he just burned them. <laughs> he would he would he would buy the paintings and then like he had this collection of just jars and jars a, of ashes. Yeah, <laughs> of where he just burned the Hitler paintings. Yeah, I was I was amped because I'd never seen Justified. So it was, obviously you started episode one, and I was like, oh shit, it's the ship's doctor. I love Robert Picardo. <laughs> the ship's doctor, except from Voyager. That's right. Yeah, fucking he's great in everything, dude. He was great as Johnny Cab. So let me, let me ask you guys this. Like, one of the things that uh, has started kind of fucking with me lately is finding out that people I not necessarily admire, but I respect are trash. And My bad, dude. Okay, I'm trying not, to No, 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 no. Stop that. <laughs> um, like, you know, Finding out that, uh, you know, a wrestler or whatever is a QAnon guy that I really liked or, or you know, like another yeah, the, celebrity or, or whatever. The Bobby is. Fish quandary. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and where do you draw the line on what you need to hear about something like that before you're like, I'm done with this person? I mean, and, like, and, do, you, and, like- and do you also think, sorry, and do you also think that like, a uh, person's social media should be separate from their art. And by the way, those of you who are actually in the chat currently during this, please, if you have thoughts on this and you're not just like zoned out, please, I want to know who you have that are problematic favorites, how you can figure out how to continue to enjoy their work or do you enjoy yeah. their work still? Yeah. Social media is a, I guess it's kind of a blessing and a curse for something like this. Yeah, because on one hand, it does give you a greater view into how deep the depths of someone's piece of shittery can be. Um, By the same token, it also gives you a lot of access to artists or individuals that you enjoy. So it's it's kind of a a one, two. I don't know. I mean, as far as how much do I need to hear before I'm like, all right, fuck that guy. Um, I mean, outside of like the obvious things, right? Like, you know, yeah. if, if if you hear that, if you've learned that somebody's a pedophile or whatever, and then this dude, this dude punched a toddler and stole their candy. Yeah. You know, like, I get where you, um, I want mean, to point stuff- out that it's as soon as he was talking about punching people, chat went up a person. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. See, we're violent people. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's interesting if it's, if it is, you know, QAnon tier stuff, um, I pretty much immediately discount them. You know, I've, I've become more reactionary as yeah. time has gone on. We've discussed this pretty, pretty heavily. Um, you know, like, like I still and probably will until the day I die consistently not give a shit and give shit to uh, Ronda Rousey 100% for that same okay. shit. Yeah. Because that to me is just truly, it's a level of despicable that you're not going to bounce back from. 
in my opinion. So for those those who aren't aware, uh, Ronda Rousey, really super famous MMA fighter, like one of the was like the one of the greatest of all time. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also a big time Sandy Hook denier. And you know that shit don't play. Right now, a situation like I don't know, I don't know. The the Bobby Fish thing's fresh in my mind, I guess. You know, like contributed money to uh, the campaign of a QAnon piece of shit. Okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna wait to hear more and probably do some more research on that. But yeah, you know, in the abstract, a lot of people. You know, I try not to get so invested that that hurts me anymore. You know, I, I try to stay as arm's lengthy enough to not be that disappointed. Right. I think that's about where I land on it, too. I think so. Just as a, as a thing is um, I see one of the people in the chat said that they, they try to avoid problematic people on social media in general. Um, I can respect that, especially on social media, because the filters are gone. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> you got a musician out there you like, right? Like, they've all done something. Is there a point to you where you say to yourself, "I can overlook this"? There and is. where's that line for you? So, and, and so, like, uh, let's let's. I don't know. There's probably not a single person, a major star, that you can't have somebody point out. You know, well, they did some foul shit once upon a time. John Denver, you know John Denver. <laughs> I mean, probably racist. <laughs> he, 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 I don't know. Motherfucker didn't learn how to fly. That's for sure. Damn, man. <laughs> gave, gave him the right cross from beyond the grave. How about that? Was, <laughs> yo, don't come at me doing a song about West Virginia and your punk ass ain't from West Virginia. That's just saying. I'm I mean, not. I, I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. And I'll fight you. I don't play that shit. Yo, yo, dog. I'm going to tell you right now, John Denver, I'm going to hear you hear me from beyond the grave, motherfucker. When we see each other again, we're going to settle up real quick. Gator ain't never been about playing no shit. (laughs) (laughs) You better bring my jimmies. Uh, (laughs) Um, No, I mean, so. For me, you know, I'm, I'm politically minded, so obviously you start veering into, like, political shit that, that will dead you a lot faster to be than anything else. One of my okay. chief problematic phase, in fact, I, I'd say the, the individual who inspired me to even bring this topic up is Azalea Banks, okay. who I think is 100% brilliant, does not get the credit she deserves because she has so many self-destructive tendencies. And picks fights with fucking anybody and is not kind about it at all, but has never once done like some Kanye level shit. I actually so what don't is, know a whole lot about Azalea Banks. And what is Kanye level shit? Kanye level shit is uh, slavery is a choice. Um, where uh, uh, saying he's down with MAGA. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, featuring uh, doing a song that features both Chris Brown and Marilyn Manson, two people who have been credibly accused and in one case charged with domestic violence, um, <laughs> being, oh. being the Putin to <laughs> Davidson Zelensky. Oh, my God. All right, I have another real quick before you go to these other banks thing, the thing that the one is to think about before you hit finish it, that thought, it. okay? 
Um, my fun. favorite artist, period, all time, straight up, Andre 3000. Okay. Uh, also did a guest spot on Chris Brown's Deuces mm-hmm. and has, has done work with him before. So, and, you know, has done stuff with Kanye. And it's really hard. Like, it, it's now you know this motherfucker beat the shit out of a girl or this this motherfucker is mentally not well but you got to make that money right i feel like he's probably been on a lot of tracks with people who have likely committed some level of domestic violence though right um yeah but this was after the pictures and stuff with rihanna came out and eh, true facts true facts i'm just i'm just thinking like you know he was on a, he was on a song with ugk you know, you're, you're telling me you're telling me the they've never games. done anything wrong in their lives. Yeah, okay? UG, UGK are saints. I'll are never saints. hear, man. Don't you ever come in this house and talk about Bum being PMC? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Glad you just come to your house. You know what I'm saying? We bring the dogs out, then we bring the hogs out. You know what I'm saying? Listen, international also, players win in a fight. Dropkick Murphys or trapped. Dropkick Murphys all day. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> I'm not sure why Greg brought that up in the chat. Dropkick Murphys, fucking bagpipe player, would take out the entire team. Yo, yo, <laughs> Lindsay knows what's good. She knows UGK, UGK for life. You know what I'm saying? Free pimp seat. Well, he dead now, but free pimp seat. But, but free, at the time, free, 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 free pimp seat yeah. from this mortal coil. <laughs> free pimp seat from this mortal coil. God damn. God damn. Oof. Oh, my oh, God. Anyway, we rock Russian Keep that chill Azalea out. Banks. Yeah, Azalea Banks, man. 100%. Zaya Banks has a phenomenal artistic vision. Um, can a hundred percent rap with the best of them has an amazing singing voice um, and cannot help. But I mean, Azalea Banks is banned from Twitter permanently. Yes. Permanently. Yes. That's pretty much like, like that's reserved for like racists and Donald Trump. I know tomato, tomato, uh, but <laughs> That's wild that you could be that out of pocket that Twitter just says, we're not dealing with it anymore. Like, and the thing is, is I really do think that a lot of it is lashing out. And she said 100%, a lot of it was probably, you know, undiagnosed mental issues that she was going through at the time. But there's been zero forgiveness for her. Whereas I think that people like uh, Kanye get a lot of forgiveness. Now, admittedly, you know, I'm not trying to do a comparison, you know, one-to-one here. Okay, real quick. Um, why in the world when I Google her, does Google like autocomplete to Azalea Banks boiling cat? Uh, <laughs> oh God, what? So all right. Well, I clicked it. We no. wanted to know over here. Yeah, yeah. I would like for you to justify this cat boiling ass bitch. Um, I, as I recall, the cat boiling was to prepare the bones for taxidermy. Is she licensed? Fuck if I know. <laughs> What, what do you do to get licensed as a taxidermist? You just taxidermy enough, right? I don't I don't think you just boil cats until somebody comes along and clips your coupon book and says, now you're a taxidermist. I don't think that's how that works. Well, you she exhumed it for taxidermy purposes. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's taxidermying the animal. You know, Look, it could if be, I it could be a body, here's the bones, make it happen. Eddie, if I light a body on fire, I'm not working a crematorium. I'm just burning a dead body. Like... <laughs> I mean, you're not inaccurate about that. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say, I, I did not say Azalea Banks is my fave who has never done anything wrong. <laughs> the whole thing was problematic, fave. As okay, I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm out on this bitch. Like in January 2021, <laughs> she received criticism after posting a video on Instagram 
of her digging up and cooking her dead pet cat. She later said in an interview that she did not eat the cat and she exhumed it for taxidermizing purposes. Fuck that. Like, I'm sorry. There's no excuse for that. That's that's ridiculous. I can't, I, I, the, the best part for me is that that's the that's that's your moment there. <laughs> I, well, I'm just like reading about this dumb bitch and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Who like, OK, you want to dig up your dead cat? Fine. Like that's that's your thing. You know, private moment, whatever. Sure. You're putting that shit on fucking Instagram. Are you serious? And then boiling it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? On August 8th, 2020, Banks announced she intended to end her life to euthanasia and document the process on film. It's been Dude, a year they, now. She's I'm wasting sorry. time. Like, yeah, she's uh, she's absolutely, and, and I and I say this without uh, any hesitancy. She is absolutely certified, and the music is brilliant. <laughs> I I couldn't do it. This would be one of those ones where I like I hear an Azalea Banks song like come over Spotify or whatever, and I would just click next. After Donald Trump won the presidency. Banks posted, he is my fucking hero right now. I am elated. Phenomenal. Great. Didn't even know that part. <laughs> the last thing I saw about her doing politically was when Rihanna offered some uh, thoughts about it. And she was like, well, this bitch can't even vote here. So why don't you shut the fuck up? In 2016, Banks took to Twitter to announce, express her endorsement of Donald Trump's presidential campaign, clarifying, I have no hope for America. I think Donald Trump is evil. America is evil. In order to America to keep up with itself it needs him politicians are evil i just trust the one that's most transparent wow god damn it she's so insane <laughs> she insulted sky jackson and she was like 15 at the time uh, this just this just floors me dude i like she practiced brujeria yep brujeria 100 went on a homophobic and racist rant against zane malik at one point of wow. all the people that you had to say problematic bro. that's extremely problematic <laughs> extremely problematic i wasn't gonna come here with some you know fucking light shit i was gonna come here with the heat the heat Speaking is of light shit guys she lightened her skin with skin bleaching that's also in this list god damn it this is all on her wiki page everybody you can always go and find these things Oh, yeah. Uh, she insulted Ireland at one point. She uh, requested that it would be cool if somebody bombed the shit out of Sweden. She's uh, <laughs> absolutely 100% wow. bonkers. Oh, my God. That one song she made in 2014 was a bop. Uh, it was 2011. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and 212 is a bop. Azalea Banks is, is who we're talking about right now. For in her discography, she has one studio album. One, one. studio album. And 100%. it was 2014. She has, she has completely derailed her career. For a while there, she was selling um, um, bleaching soap for uh, gay men's beals. That was how Guys, she was making her money. <laughs> if you sit here tonight <sighs> and you listen to this and you're still saying to yourselves, I don't know how I feel about Kanye West. Well, put some context on this now. It might not be that bad. You can say to yourself, it's backpack Kanye I like, you know. All falls down and still a dude, jam. I do, I do love backpack Kanye. College, it could be worse. dropout Kanye. College it could be Kanye worse. So good. Kanye could dig up the bones of Donda West and bleach them shits or whatever the hell he does. Listen, <laughs> we're not sure he hasn't or won't. <laughs> that's I just, true. I mean, that's true. But until but he does and thing. puts it on fucking Instagram, that's, then like... Yeah. 
the fact that we don't know is the good thing, man. It's a hundred percent. It's the good thing. I, I think if, I think if anything is banks probably suffers from a, uh, too much transparency, but I also kind of, there's, there's a certain level of respect in that for me where it's like, Hey, I'm a, you know, batshit terrible person. And I'm not going to hide that from you. Like <laughs> here it is. You know, it's like, uh, cause, cause all these, all these people are fucking weird anyway. Like army hammer had that whole thing where, uh, I think he's like a, a cannibal fetishist. I mean, his fetish is one thing. If there's any proof, he actually ate somebody. That one bugs the shit out of me. I don't know. Did army hammer actually, oh, there, no, I don't think army hammer actually ever life? ate any human beings. I don't think it's a parts. No, it's not a big deal that that's your fetish. But, but but what I'm saying is is okay if those didn't get released if those texts didn't come out yeah. you know what he'd still be doing being a cannibal fetish it just wouldn't too? be bothering anybody you know oh, okay well I think that that like speaks to what I I think might be the issue is that there's sometimes sometimes I just don't want to fucking know like I want to I want to yeah. be able to listen to music and not be thinking about you know whether or not this person has exhumed their dead dog and splayed its bones out on their kitchen table just for display like i don't want to be i don't want to be thinking about that forget i'm never gonna forget this shit for as long as i live we didn't need need, even need to record tonight i'll never forget this i'll never have to hear it again i know i'm scarred like i just i just want to listen to music and enjoy it i just want to watch stuff and enjoy it like do you think that I guess a question that I could arrive at here, especially in, in light of somebody uh, like Azalea Banks, who cannot under any circumstance ever chill about anything. Um, do you think that social media has been detrimental to your enjoyment of things like music? 100%. Fucking worse. Um, I always say when I talk about this, that social media is both one of the greatest inventions of our lifetime and in humanity or whatever, and also one of the worst. And also just fucking terrible. Yeah. The only thing social media ever did for me was whenever my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out and Kanye was dropping new joints every Friday. Like good Fridays were great. Yeah. Of all the songs that didn't get put on that album, which by the way, y'all, he was going crazy at that point, but he wasn't fully crazy. No, he was he was right at the he was right at that sweet spot. He had missed Mozart spot. You got to understand, guys, the moment he stopped theming his shit around college. And then his mama decided to go and die because for some fucking reason, she had to make it about her. Now he's fucking losing his mind. Fucking 808s and Heartbreak, which fucking great album. Also a great album. Yeah. And then My Beautiful Dark, blah, blah, blah. Great album. And then after that. Man, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is like one of those things that when you listen to it, you can you can hear that he's flying too close to the sun. Yeah. You know it's happening as you're listening at the album. You're like, oh, he's either not going to touch this or he's going to crash real hard. But in the next album, when you sample, like, um, Strange Fruit to talk about doing Molly, like, you know, you're you're starting to fall apart. (laughs) You're you're making decisions. (laughs) Things, Things are occurring at this point. And, you know, I don't know. What it is like, I've had these discussions plenty of times. Is Kim Kardashian just be just? I don't know if she's the root of evil or like or what she is exactly. She's the inverse Erica Badu. Ooh. Oh, 
Erica Badu will date a guy and he'll start like really thinking high-mindedly about art, really getting hey. to, like Jimi Hendrix and shit like that. Andre Benjamin became Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. Her bassist became Thundercat. Like there's lots of great things that in common just became common. Jay, Elect- Jay Electronica, I think, uh, you know, uh, that was right before common did electric circus. So, I mean, her, her influence is notable, but uh, yeah, I, I think Erica it's Badu, the Lisa Bonet of music is, and just, she just, She's just an enchanting type person. She is super enchanting, and I fully understand. I, I grasp why artists are a drawn to her and b transformed by her. Um, you know, I don't what? know what I think type of Tinder profile Kim Kardashian you... has on anybody. I don't. I don't grasp that one. I guess. I mean, we've seen her tape, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, 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 I get the. Uh, the uh you know the the flesh reason but the i was more impressed at ray j if i'm gonna be honest with you guys like he was putting <laughs> work in that video ray j <laughs> you know ph- phenomenal stroke game couldn't couldn't tell you much else about him nah i know he's brandy's little brother he was on moesha but like good for you buddy good for you man i'd have rode that wave like crazy although he did write i hit it first which i think is not a very good song <laughs> <laughs> What is yo? What is it with these like him? Nick Cannon lost his mind. Like, what in the world is going on with with people these days? Nick did Nick Cannon date Kim Kardashian? No, but he dated Mariah Mariah Carey. Oh, (laughs) I don't know how well that's going to do for him. And then next thing you know, he's like saying that like black people in general are the chosen people, not Jews, and it just gets this weird anti-Hebrew thing. Yeah. You know what else? You know what else Nick Cannon did as a result of like being with Mariah Carey? He tried to like have a rap battle with Eminem. Yes, that is true. Who the fuck was ever clamoring for that? Nick Cannon. And and, and MGK, I guess. Like MGK went went so hard at that that he became like an emo guitarist. I mean, he did kind of he did stumble his way into Megan Fox. So, I mean, I. My point is MGK is not problematic comparatively. Um, no, I mean comparatively MGK is just a, you know your random whatever. I mean he's a whatever to me. No. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's the I hot he's the hot topic of problematic. Like he I just could not shows up. tell you, and I'm and I'm being honest with this. And this isn't me like trying to throw any bona fides. I couldn't tell you an MGK song. I know Post Malone songs. Um, Invincible with uh, Esther Wesene. Uh it was I feel like, I feel like if, you, if you played it for me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know the song. To, to, to me, I, I just I never, you know, I never got the appeal of MGK. So I never was like, let me listen to MGK and, and understand what the kids are. About. He, he was Puff Daddy. He was Puff Daddy's token white boy for a while. I feel like Puff Daddy. Oh. Puff Daddy's token white boys were fuzz bubble. No. Yeah, no, they were no, they MGK. were the only rock act signed us. No, no, no. MGK wasn't a rock act at first. Like he started out as a rap act. He was he was he was Diddy's he was token white boy for Diddy for a while. Oh, okay. And then they put his song on a commercial, and that was the extent of it. <clears throat> All right, great point here. What sucks is half the songs sung by problematic artists are written by saints. Yeah. Like what? I mean, I, I think that that kind of speaks to like the the team behind the artist could be yeah, filled with like exceptionally great people. And I'm trying to I'm trying to grasp who that would be an example of. Like, um, if I'm thinking about like known ghostwriters, like Linda Perry is one of the first one that comes to mind. 
Well, everybody knows about things um, not problematic to my knowledge, but maybe she is. I don't know. You know, everybody, you know, thinks about Carol King and uh, all the great work she did. But, you know, we don't often talk about the um, the Nazism of James Taylor. So uh, it I get it. I get what he's saying. You got to be careful when he when he was singing. You've got a friend. Guys, numerology, that shit. He's literally saying Heil Hitler every five lines, every five lines. Yeah. Fire and rain. Oh, no, I get it. Blood and soil. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you meant. Ra- raining. Yeah. Raining fire upon, you know, the West. White, white exactly phosphorus is what is what that's called. It was exactly. Emphasis on the white. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I said it for a reason, man. We're, we're going to get canceled by James Taylor or James Taylor's <laughs> estate. I don't know. Dan- James, James, if you're ever listening, if you're one of our 30 listeners, please, James, don't get mad. I did go to your concert at the Democratic National Convention. You were great for two songs. Thank you. Please, please, James, don't hurt him. The name of James Taylor's new album. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where James Wait, lives, what, what but I'm pretty sure he knows where I live. What was he great for? He started out with um, You Got a Friend, and then he went into uh, Half of Carolina on My Mind, and then A Thunderstorm. And it was an outdoor, outdoor concert, and he was just like, well, goodbye, everybody. And then the, <laughs> and then the storm just fell on us. I, I want you to know that, that that voice shouldn't come out of you. That's, that's disconcerting when you do that. <laughs> no one's trying to besmirch him, but you know he's. Uh, I want to point out she's she's over here like quit besmirching James Taylor. You know who James Taylor likes? The Tar Heels. I don't want to hear anything else from you. Which is Damn. why we weren't here last week, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh got Fuck super me. into the, the Tar Heels shitting on Duke. Oh, make me, make me, Lindsay. Yeah, I told you. I win this fight because no one knows what the chat says, but my voice is recorded for all <laughs> eternity. This is true. This is true. Man. What's that, uh, Lizzie? Yeah, I know I'm awesome. Thank you. See, guys, it only took her a little while. She came around. Out, autographs in the mail, girl. Love you. Mean it. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, an artist who has sung something that somebody better wrote um and i don't really know that off the top of my head and uh if anyone wants to pop off on that or google it um be fine i mean i i guess let me read about the songs written by azalea banks i do not want to hear any more <laughs> on this episode of the podcast or maybe ever i'm fine with that i'm not i'm not oh. here to turn anybody else into she, she was on the remix of trap queen Fetty Wap, who's currently in prison. And let's say, what's Fetty Wap in prison for? Fetty Wap? Yeah, what's he in prison uh, for? Hold on. What's he going to... Was, he it, some, got was it some cancelable shit, or was it like... Conspir- conspiracy to distribute and possess controlled substances. So Fetty Wap had drugs on him. Federal drug charges. Oof. Federal. So, yeah. Put that man, they put that man away. He's going he's gonna to be going away, away. Uh, oof. Um, he's out on bond right now, but I wish him well. It was released on a five and a half million dollar bond. Well, yeah, I, I hope you do all right, man. I, I liked Fetty Wap. Mm-hmm. I never, I, I always, never, I never liked I, Trap I, Queen that much, but you know, my way it was pretty good. I say to everybody, "What's up, hello," and I think about him every time. Was the maybe the second best part of Save That Money by Lil Dicky 
the first best being Rich Homie Kwan. Uh, who, and that was that's such a great video. Rich Homie Kwan is is the man. <laughs> you know, I've never actually heard a little Dicky song. Really? Wow, that's never impressive. Ever. You've never even heard I've him do any of his freestyles. Wow. No, and I've never even I've never seen his show. I've never. It's um, pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. The closest I've come is one of his uh, one of the guys in his group um, was on one of those cooking shows where they had to like reenact or or reinvent Domino's Pizza. Okay. And that's all I got for y'all. Gator, likely. Gator, yes. Yeah, Gator. Gator's the man. And then they were like, and then they were like, well, which one of us wins? And Gator was like. Oh man, yo! When y'all in my crew, we all win. I can't. Everybody gets a trophy today. That sounds. That sounds like Gator. Gator. That's not the rules of the show, Gator. That's one trophy. They're not going to split it into three. Gator makes his own. Gator doesn't have to follow the rules. This is why the next episode featured Fortune Feimster, and she didn't give a fuck, dog. She was like laying it down. Also, like Fortune Feimster. All right, all right. That's you know what? Let's let's talk comedians for two seconds. Okay. So there are okay. problematic comedians that um, have gone a James Woods route. Uh, Jim Brewer has gone like legitimately insane uh, yeah. about COVID and the deep state and shit like that, um, which is a little different than what Dennis Miller has done. Cause Dennis Miller, I think is more like a classic conservative. Um, and then you have like, uh, you know, Louis CK jerking off in front of people. Uh, <laughs> Omar kind of strange. Uh, Bill Maher, well, I, you know, I think Bill Maher is just sort of a, a classic racist who loves strippers and likely Coke, um, if I had to guess. If you want to get controversial, I mean, we can hearken back to our first episode and Dave Chappelle. David Chappelle is definitely an, an example of someone who has problematic favedom uh, for quite a lot of people. And I think for a lot of people that favedom is not problematic at all. <laughs> I think they go, yeah, yeah it yeah. makes sense to me. <laughs> and they move on. Oh, y'all are y'all are upset that he said that. Y'all must not listen to anything he ever does. <laughs> oh, uh, who else? I guess, uh, but no. I mean, it does I mean, I guess for example, I mean, Louis C.K. is is well regarded, and people watched Louis quite a bit. Yeah. Um, do you ever go back to it? No, I don't. Why? Uh, because like Not it was a challenge, but I'm like, I'm curious. <laughs> I, it was like when I when I watched it the first time, it was fine. It just uh-huh. wasn't like revolutionary enough for me to be like, I really want to see that again. So for you, it's, it's just not something you care about. Yeah, like if, if I cared about to. it, then sure. But like you know, maybe I don't know. What but, what do you care about then? What what who's who's somebody who you? The moment Eddie besmirched the name Dave Chappelle, we dropped down to four people. <laughs> I, I'm that. sorry, did I Live bring up that. Dave Chappelle? That was me. Yeah, Damn that it, Josh. Thank you. I said what I needed to say. I was drawn into the pipe image. I just looked at it and I was frozen. So, Josh, give me a problematic fave or somebody who you've said, hey, I found out about this. And though I really enjoyed what you did and it was very important to me, formative to me or whatever. Oh, man. I will no longer be engaging with you or um, darkening your artistic doorway. Well, Azalea Banks. For one, but, but that's not somebody who you cared about prior to. No, no. Um, so I want I want something legit here. Uh, Kevin Spacey. 
Okay, that's a really good example. Was a was a really tough one for me because like he's he has done so much good like cinema and TV and all that stuff. And then when when everything came out about all the shit that he's been into, I was like, man, that that is really unfortunate. Chat mentions real quick Chelsea Handler and Amy Schumer. Just because I'm ignorant, could you explain what that means for you as a problematic fave? Um, and sorry to interrupt, Josh. Please go ahead. That's I mean, that's really it. Like Kevin Spacey, because he was so good. And now I like I can't watch anything with him in it without thinking about mm-hmm. all, all that stuff that's happened. No, I, I get that. I get that. I, I find it I find it funny that, you know, in a lot of ways, I think Kevin Spacey and, uh, you know, the allegations uh, brought up uh, against like. Uh, John Travolta, problematic. Um, Oh yeah. One second, I apologize. That's something to think about. The Scientologists out there. I mean, how, uh, how problematic are they? I I so I go back and forth on on Scientologists because there's a part of me that that feels like it's just a tax haven for the rich elite, but then there's also mm-hmm. you know I swing back to it's also probably a cult, like. Oh, it's definitively a cult. I don't I don't know where the middle is on that because I think that a lot of like the Hollywood celebrities and things like that, the <clears> rep <throat> Scientology are doing it for the for the you know the, the money and all that the other benefits that come with having a group like that. So okay. Interesting. I, I, I want to mention mine. Well, because you say Kevin's facing kind of got my mind rolling everywhere. I don't have an artist that I think about right now or something like that. I have a whole like organization so to speak okay cannot sit through a wwe show um i'm with you on that these days too it's and it's not a quality issue i'm not talking junk about anybody um that performs for them or any of that other stuff their their work it's not what i'm about um i can't i can't get down on anybody that's taking saudi money you know, knowing that they they straight murder people and they they shut people down the way they shut people down out there. And let alone all the other terrible things, the, the steroids, the the turning a blind eye to some of the terrible things that have happened in the locker room and the mm-hmm. situations that there's there's decades of issues. Um, But the Saudi thing, like I remember reading about that and I thought to myself, like, nah, no, nah, I'm actually I'm really done. I could ignore all that other stuff. But the moment that you know that you're signing up with a terrible group and you're still going to run with that group because they paid you millions and millions of dollars. I I get it. There's no soul when it comes to money and capitalism, but like, I can't, I can't pull for an organization that does that or anybody that's, you know, in support of that. It's just, it's really hard for me to get down on. Would you say that, part of the reason you feel like you could have let it go until the Saudi stuff is because all of the other things, the steroids, the locker room junk and all that could, could be rationalized to an extent. A lot of it. Yeah. You know, maybe not the, the snooker, the snooker murder cover up. his girlfriend thing. Yeah. Um, steroids being an issue for people that, that could be something I could have ignored. Lack of concussion protocols, potentially leading to someone like Chris Benoit losing his fucking mind not having any kind of grief counseling on staff, that sort of thing. There's many what ifs that I can add into there, but 
the the Saudi thing, there's enough clear evidence that I can draw to the conclusion that like I can't support that. You have that evidence. You're just ignoring it. Do you forgive somebody like Sami Zayn who doesn't engage in the shows but is still part of the company? I do to a degree. Um, <clears throat> I don't get mad at him. Uh, I, I don't get mad at any talent that is there. You know. Yeah. Because it's for them. <laughs> for them, it's like they're providing for their families, and for the company, it's like they can make a decision at large that sends a message. Yeah, yeah. And, and specifically with somebody like Sammy, I'm pretty sure he uses a lot of the capital he gains from being employed there for some really good work. Yep. So there's, or there's, in the case there's of someone like a guy like Kevin Owens who who does it for his, his family, or yeah. guys like the 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 guys who are in the New Day. You know, there the, there are plenty of decent people that work there, mm-hmm. and it's that's what I'm trying to say. Like you can't turn a whole eye and be like it's this whole organization but it's hard for me to not say that because there is no individual to point to right um you could say the mcmahon's but i mean it, it's deeper than the mcmahon's yeah. there's other people there that benefit oh absolutely you know? it's, it's um, the entire structure but i kind of get where you're coming from with that you know like i i think that the nfl is a wholly evil institution but like mm-hmm. i don't have any problem with like aaron donald you know <laughs> like Right. Hey, you you have you have a family to support. You have dreams. You're you're in a very dangerous sport where your window of actual actually being able to earn money is real slim. And this is the game in town. I don't have any problem with mm-hmm. you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's honestly, it's like why would I go to a going back to Chick Fil A as an option as as an example? Am I going to go to Chick Fil A and talk shit to the drive through girl? No. Because she's just trying to make ends meet. No. And I, it's not fair. You know? She's happy to serve you. Well, and the other thing is, or whatever they say, is it like I don't know if it's like this with you guys, but all of all of the Chick Fil A's where I am are franchise. So mm-hmm. it's just these are just people trying to like have a career. Mm-hmm. Now I've thought about this a lot, and I've I've thought to myself like, if I was in that field and the WWE offered me a job, what I think about it. Yeah, I would probably hesitate, but would I still take it? Probably. But I'm also in a situation where I got I got mouths to feed. Yeah. And so where does the where is your line is is a thing we'll keep coming back to. Um, any listener who's listening, anybody who's in the chat, like, or us gentlemen here, where is your line? Everybody's line is different. I would say that for me, my line moves and, and using like using the job search as an example at the beginning of the job search, I could afford to be, you know, a lot more picky about what I applied to. But sure. as, t- as time goes on, my, you know, my uh, parameters kind of expand, you know, it's, it's the ultimate like goalpost move type situation. But the, the, the reality is, is that like, I wasn't getting looks at the first, you know, I didn't get looks from companies until, probably six weeks in and I had to, I had to change my strategy. And I think that, I think that that can be said for a lot of like, not, not just specifically like job search type stuff, but just in general, like, I, I think that yeah. the context really matters for, for stuff like that. Yeah. I, th- I think that the line is certainly situationally dependent. I think that if, 
and you know, I say this as an incredibly uh, left-oriented, uh, something of a firebrand, you know, person politically, but it is very difficult for everything to be cool by every level. There, it is. It is hard to consume ethically. It is hard to, uh, you know, if you spend too much time thinking about it, you're just going to become comatose. Yeah, because it's it's impossible to not enjoy the fruit of someone's exploitation at some point. It's right. it's baked in at this point. So it's it's definitely a case by case thing, and it's definitely something that. Um, you know, it just, it, it becomes difficult. I mean, I, I look at your example there, you know, somebody in the WWE said, Hey, we want you to come on and, you know, design shirts. I'm going to hesitate, but I'm probably gonna take that fucking job. Yeah. I mean, because, Hey, here's an opportunity to do the one thing that I went to school for the one thing that I truly love and for a large scale thing for likely pretty decent cash. That's hard to say, nah, I'm good. You guys are evil. Yeah, and, right. and, and and that's what happens. I think whenever you look at people that are taking on, on jobs with Chris Brown, mm-hmm. you know, not saying like artists that join in, but I'm I'm talking about the the people that help mix the songs, his or, his lighting, you know, team. those those fine print folk. Yeah, the merch fine guy. print, the fine print ca- posse's got to pay their bills mm-hmm. no matter what. Yep, and I don't think we can ever begrudge them. No, and, and, and I don't think I, I don't think I ever would begrudge them. I think it's easier for me to be like, oh, you know, uh, Drake, you shouldn't have been on that song with Chris Brown. Like Drake, you can afford to know better. Well, the, almost, the, you know? in fairness to Drake, in fairness to Drake, we didn't talk about him, but we could. We absolutely could. <laughs> Drake is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. 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 Big anyway. I was going to say that the thing is like for using the WWE as an example, and then thinking about the, the fine print posse, as you so eloquently put it, like the fine print posse posse, you know, those are people WWE is a corporation. And no matter what citizens United says, like corporations are not people. True facts. And so I, I think it's, it's certainly, it's one of those things where you can rationalize it, right? Like they're, they're right. just trying to, you know, provide for their family. Mm-hmm. Whereas the WWE is in a position, like they're the number one show in the market. You know, they've got the most money. They've got all the deals and all that stuff. Like they can afford to say no. They can afford to say no. They don't. And, and that is, and, and that's something that's, that's big with that. And also I think, you know, I, I think you'd be hard pressed if you really dug down and boiled it down to find any corporation that isn't on some level, quote unquote, evil. Someone's making money off of someone's back somewhere. Yeah. That's that's not, you know, that's not politically charged. That's facts. So, you know, I think I think corporations are far easier to have that opinion about than, you know, people just working to working to make a living. There's, you know, there's rarely are you gonna find someone working a job who I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, that person's a piece of shit because they did that. Yeah. I mean, some jobs, but you know. So, all you listeners out there, I hope you guys can find your lines. Um, they're not going to be the same as ours, but I do think it is very important that you find your lines and you stick to them. Um, because it all comes down to what you can go to sleep tonight 
thinking about yep. and what you wake up to. For sure. And don't be afraid to let your line evolve. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's got to move. Like, it, there, there's a, a difference between living your life the best way you can and purposely, like, you know, cutting yourself off from something just because somebody at a, at a company did something you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your chicken sandwiches, everybody. I mean, I'm going to end my waffle there. fries. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank it's the you guys. shake, though. The, shake's the, the shake is very good. Part. And the lemonade. Frosted uh, fucking lemonades and the fucking joint goddamn okay so sorry. uh so we're gonna call it there um this is baby this is a fun experiment having the twitch thing going on and uh doing the doing the spotify deal so we're gonna close out the recorded portion of the podcast right now um hey. thank you guys for for listening when you do uh you can join the conversation at discord.carolinasocialclub.com uh you can join us on twitch on saturdays around nine for the live version at twitch.tv slash carolina social club and uh for josh that's me being eddie we out here we're done it's good to be back y'all